honourable gentleman knows that I have the same contempt for his socialist policies as the people of East Europe who have experienced it have it for that. I think I must have hit the right nail on the head when I pointed out that the logic of those policies are they'd rather have the poor poorer. Once they start to talk about the gap, they'd rather the gap was that. Down here. That. Not that. But that. So long as the gap is smaller, so long as the gap is smaller, they'd rather have the poor poorer. You do not create wealth and opportunity that way. You do not create a property-owning democracy that way. Hey, how's it, everyone? Welcome back to Freedom Fanatics. I'm Alex. I'll be your host today. And as always, joined with my esteemed colleagues, Sholin and Tiejo, coming to you live from all corners of Mzanzi today. Guys, today we're going to kick off with, the, with a story uh, from The Citizen. Um, and this comes from the newly elected leader of the South African Communist Party. We're giving them a lot of airtime of late. Um, don't worry, guys. We're not... Uh, we'd, it's like, you know, when people have tweets, they say tweets are not in retweets, are not endorsements and stuff. That, that's, that's what we, we should give a little disclaimer. But I think in the discussion, that will become very apparent. Um, and in the Citizen article, um, Solima Pella says, we live in a capitalist com- country and business controls government. Now, he was responding to the jobs crisis in, in South Africa and he said it needs to be addressed. So I'm just going to find a little bit... Um, where he speaks about how we should go about fixing the jobs crisis in South Africa. Unemployment, obviously, we know is, is, a, is, a, is a crisis in South Africa. Um, but let, let me find the thing. So basically, he said here, we live in a capitalist country. Businesses cannot dominate over public interest. Now we have a real problem where business controls government. The primary task of government is to look after the public, to serve the public, not to serve business. Now, let me see where, where, I think he said it before that. Ah, here we go. This is my favorite part. They must impose prescribed assets, I've heard this before, and tax the profits of the rich in order to look after society. We must not allow the debt of business exploitation using public funds. We must bring on board the role of the public economy. In Tierro, we should be taxed the profits of the rich. What are your thoughts about this? I think it's nonsensical. Uh, well, let me let me first begin by speaking about the Margaret Thatcher video. I think there was something quite interesting that she was she was really in control of that parliament. Uh, she reminded me of Julius Malema the day she was he was on the podium and said that he was in charge. You know, but uh, moving forward, I think that it's not surprising that 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 this man says that South Africa. Uh, has become a capitalist country. I think capitalism is something that we are as human beings at a natural level, right? We are born into this world. Say that we were born into this world uh, without all these buildings and everything. You'd have natural resources and you'd have to find the best way to utilize those natural resources so as to get 
uh, your final product at the end of it. So it's 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 really our nature, right? We are capitalist in nature, and 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 if you want for the economy of South Africa to then thrive, then it's important that you keep in that fashion. Capitalism really is nature. Allow things to happen naturally. Allow the market to regulate itself and stuff of that nature. But around the tax issue, taxing the richer, uh, the rich more, it doesn't help at all. I mean, people have made this 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 scenario have have spoken about this scenario a lot. That if in a room of in in a room of ten people, there is one piece of cake in that room, and suddenly hundred people arrive, and there's still just that one piece of cake. Yes, we can share that cake, but obviously the slices are going to be quite thin and everything, right? What is more reasonable to do is to bake more cakes or buy more cakes so there's enough for everyone to get a slice of, of, of the cake. So what South Africa needs to do at this very moment and point is that we need to create an environment that allows for people to become wealthy. So we have more wealthy people in the country. And in that fashion, we are dealing with the economy problem. Mm. This solution of going and cutting that one cake as opposed to adding more cakes, it won't work at all. It hasn't worked anywhere in the world, as, as, as Margaret Thatcher said in the opening video. And mm. yeah, that, those are my general views around the issue. Mm. Sholen, I mean, you know, he, he goes on to say in, in his speech, uh, Mapaila, that we are bedeviled by capitalism and greediness. Uh, and obviously the excesses of capitalism we cannot deny, uh, but to, to each their own. But I think there is something to be said of crony capitalism um, and the misuse in this instance, you know, Soli wants us to to tax more people. But in South Africa, we have an issue with the, with the abuse of tax funds and where they go. What, um, if you were sitting in the audience at uh, at this uh, lecture of, of Soli Mapuila, what, what, what point of order would, would you raise to, to his speech? Yeah. Yeah, no, the point of order I would raise to him definitely would be that the hypocrisy in his statements. Um, he speaks of the government and the national government um, being, you know, controlled by these capitalists and these whatever guys behind the scenes um, with all the money. But I would ask him then, why are you, is your organization that you're leading still in alliance with um, mm. the national government to ease the ANC? Um, because clearly you must then be a beneficiary of whatever capitalism um, you are so, um, you know, denouncing and saying, you know what, capitalism bad. Um, but the, clearly he's a beneficiary of it because he is um, in cahoots and he's um, in um, alliance with the very organization that he says is um, captured or whatever the case may be. Um, in, many, in many aspects, I would actually say that, you know what, um, it's not necessarily um, capitalism that has caused many of um, the issues we have, um, despite all of um, its flaws, it's an imperfect system, but yet it is the best system that we have um, in the world right now to tackle something like poverty. Um, I would also challenge him by saying that many of the things he's speaking about, like Diego made a brilliant example of this piece of cake um, that everybody wants to eat from when we should be creating new pieces, um, more and more broader pieces of um, cake for people to be able to um, consume from. Um, that is one of the things that the, not only the South African Communist Party, but the ANC and many, many left-leaning organizations struggle with is that 90% of the policies or suggestions is redistribution, which mm. is can we take from this one person and we give it to another person and put some in our own pocket. That is the biggest problem that they have. 
ask them how do we create a job they cannot answer you mm. they have no idea surrounding creation um of any sort the only thing is let's take what is already there and that's why I would challenge him is that what capitalism the word I don't even like because a better word is actually free markets um capitalism was actually termed by Karl Marx um we was a marxist <laughs> you know what i mean and we need to really, really take that word back and be like free mm. markets is something that we champion because in a free market what what happens is that each individual individual has the ability to come up with an idea to develop a product to make use of the resources that they have right now and use it in a free market where they can buy and sell without the state regulating how much you can sell to who you can sell and when you can sell that is mm. the free market that we should um be wanting um instead of that very um regulatory and you know what low key socialist type of government policies that um the SACP are the are the biggest champions of mm. and clearly it has not been working my guy no absolutely and i think i i think it's such a good point that you're showing because i think there is something to be said about the semantics of it of how things are worded how how things are framed you know to paint you know capitalism and this is greed as if like uh free market enterprise is not something that as tiago says is natural comes naturally to a lot of people um but i think on that note of growing the cake um we we're going to be discussing for a change a twitter account um and this account is called kasi at kasi economy um now shout out to them um but kasi economy basically from what i've seen of theirs and we follow them for a little while is they promote uh small businesses and i just i think it's such a cool idea uh you know showcasing uh, private businesses guys who starting from nothing have an idea um like for example you know you can scroll scroll through their feed uh you know there was this lady who created corn dogs um like for for parties and they were really popular and now she sells them to shoprite uh there was this guy who lost his job and then he was scared that his uh mini cooper was going to get repossessed and so he decided to start selling uh biscuits at taxi ranks uh you know showing up at 4am every morning tiago is this the kind of stuff that um you know is this growing the cake or or um am i missing something here Yeah then this is part of the people growing the cake themselves and not waiting for the government to come and build the cake right to come and bake the cake rather this is exactly what's happening and i think it must be mentioned that the work done by this page is 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 very important uh, at at many levels at a level of inspiring people to wake up and do it themselves but as well at the level of showing people that it is possible to do this and there's no shame really in in mm. for example waking up baking scones and going to sell at the streets at the end of the day we have to find ways of putting food on our tables and we must really do whatever is available whatever opportunities that are available to us at that point in time we must grab them with two hands and 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 go and make that money so we can provide for our family members so really a big shout out to this page for 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 promoting township businesses and as well township people who are doing businesses in town um informal businesses and everything of that nature let's only hope that it will inspire more people to wake up and do it themselves mm, absolutely shalen i think sort of maybe a lot maybe give you the last word on on this story i think what sticks out to me is if there isn't a market for your products and you know we chat about the free markets no one's going to buy them 
um, so the successful will, will survive. And it's about understanding. I think there's, that's something that's neglected is there's a level of understanding that comes with running business. If you understand the market, if you understand what people need, if you understand what people want, people will, will buy your product. And I think that's exactly what people at a very local level are doing, um, the kind of businesses that the economy are showcasing. Yeah, no, absolutely, Alex. And what we are really seeing here, especially with the work that Cash Economy doing, is with highlighting um, what we would call the informal sector, where um, entrepreneurs, small businesses operate um, in communities, in local communities. Um, and that is actually what is, I think, the lifeblood of South Africa's um, economy, because I think that, you know what, having major corporations um, flying in from international um, shores coming here to South Africa investing, that's great. We, that's brilliant. We encourage that, of course. But not everybody can be, um, you know, scooped up into that pool, into that job market. And that's mm -hmm. why we should definitely be encouraging situations with it like this, um, where we tell people, you know what, what do you have? What can you make? Um, what can you do? And you know what? Do the best with the ability that you can in the community, in the market that you are um, exposed to, in the environment that you operate. And another important question, I think that um, where major role players can actually play, um, especially whether it's major corporations, whether it's governments, um, you know, whether it's community leaders or um, political leaders or whatever, is asking the question, what can we do to mm. make it easier for small um, and medium enterprises like these um, to function. Um, something simple, this is a simple example of what I mean by this, is that in our education system, at least, what you were speaking of, Alex, something like financial literacy can be introduced. Explaining to people not only um, that this is how the economy works in, you know, some pie in the sky way, but telling them this is how you manage a book. This is how you do bookkeeping. This is how you, um, you know, manage your revenue. This is how you deal. This is how mm. you even register an, uh, a business um, with, a, a, with the officials or whatever the case may be. Those are things that can be introduced in our schools. Um, instead of teaching people about life orientation, I'm like, guys, listen, there's much better things that we could be doing with the times of students um, to, you know, to act effectively contribute back to um mm. To the community and a brilliant shift away from the mentality of being we must be employees, whereas we should be encouraging people to be employers. Mm. And that is exactly how you get people into a job market, get people get gaining an income and people selling a product to consumers. It's literally that simple. And it shouldn't be overcomplicated by whatever politicians or leaders trying to talk to us in the nicest and the most beautifulest of terms, mm -hmm. but are unable to create um, something on the ground for mm. us. No, absolutely. I think, I think, you know, this kind of example shows up the comments made by Mapaila, because in a sense, imagine starting a business from nothing. You're selling biscuits at a taxi rank at 4 a.m. You're selling scones, you're selling whatever, Gwenya, whatever it is, and only to grow your business, grow your business, and to say, we're going to tax you more on that. There's no incentive for that person to do it. Tioko, you look pained at, at even just the thoughts of the example. Yeah, no, I am even pained at the amount that's taxed from my salary alone. What about businesses? <laughs> it's a lot. I mean, tax, taxes are quite high in South Africa. 
And tomorrow, by the way, we have a, 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 a South to call him for a national shutdown. Mm-hmm. And amongst the demands that they are making is that they are saying that government should increase the unemployment grant from whatever it is now. I think it's standing at 450, if I'm not wrong, to 1,500 rand. And they should allocate these funds to around 12.4 million people. And you wonder, where is 1,500 for 12.4 million people on a monthly basis going to come mm-hmm. from? It's, it's madness. People must find ways. People must be creative, as Sholen has mentioned. Actually, let me not ruin what Sholen has mentioned. Everything that Sholen has already said, people should do exactly that, and we should be on the right path as a country. No, absolutely. Sholen, I think it's a very good point. I think education is useful. I don't know who taught you SWOT analysis in LO for 12 years that touched you funny, but, uh, you know, <laughs> strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and... I can't remember what the T stands for. Uh, but anyway, guys, on that, just to end off with, yes. I just wanted to, sh- to share one little thing because I think it was doing the rounds last week, but this was Maxie's, um episode with John Sionazen. And I don't want to focus on any of the content. I know there was some, some stuff about roadkill and stuff that was doing the, doing the rounds. But what I found really interesting about this um, is just the comments were unreal. Um, almost every comment that I saw was, this is such a great conversation. This is such a great interview. This is good dialogue. Um, you know, he's really humanizing politicians. And I think that's something that's so important when we think of freedom of speech um, in, in South Africa um, and having platforms like ours, I suppose. Um, but really like big platforms, people using enterprise, using private platforms like YouTube, um, you know, privately funded, um, to create these uh, arenas to just actually have conversation. And I think these kind of platforms actually go a long way to do a lot of, I think what MacG can do in one episode takes us many, many more podcast episodes to do. So big shout out to him. Um, just a quick quick thoughts on on, on that, uh, Tiago, uh, on, on the whole uh, sort of freedom of speech um, aspect of, of that kind of conversation. So what did John Stenhazen again call his former wife? Roadkill. Yeah. I think part of freedom of speech is allowing him to say that. I mean, he's not insulting anyone or anything of that nature. It's just what what, what he perceives is, is, it's just how he describes their experience, I guess, or something mm. of that nature. But more than anything, I think it's important to say that uh, this was a good podcast. It, 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 mm. it was a good podcast. But one thing that I like more than anything around the podcast is that it managed to take people from dealing with their perce- uh, perceptions about Stenhazen to now getting to see the man on the platform and listening to him, right? Mm. There's a difference. A lot of times in South Africa, as far as politics are concerned, we normally deal with perceptions uh, 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 mm. according to what the media reports. Mm. It's yeah. seldom that we get to really listen to our politicians and hear what they stand for, what they have to say, and stuff of that nature. So I think it was it was good, and it's great that uh, 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 what's his name, McG has created this platform, is bringing these politicians, mm. so we get to know them at, at 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 to whatever extent at a personal level and stuff of that nature. So mm. 2024 is ahead of us. People will be able to make better choices. I hope, even though they don't really delve into the politics and the policies of the parties and stuff of that nature. Sure. Mm. Last little comment, Sheldon. We've got about 30 seconds. There was MacG created a lot of hype for the elections. I thought that was really cool. Your thoughts on the on the, the podcast? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think it's brilliant seeing, especially young people like MacG. Um, you know what? 
pushing not only like politics in you know in the terrible sense that we all are used to but also highlighting you know what, what mm. effect it actually has on the daily lives that we experience in the places that we um live in um and i also think that maggie also is also creating this very brilliant um neutral stance where i think he has opened up his platform to everyone from julius malema to um Musa to John Steenhuisen, and there will the certainly be more. as well. ANC mm. spokesperson as well. And what he allows to do is that he doesn't come with an angle of, I'm going to try and get you out right now um, because I want to paint you in a certain light. It's like, let you speak and I will let my audience decide. Because immediately when we get people to speak unscripted, um, unprepared, without the fancy words, um, mm. like politicians need to do, you actually get to see the real individual and what they actually stand for. And in an automatic conversation, you can immediately see what is the whole time on this man's mind. What does this mm. man actually genuinely believe in? Is the poor really um, at his heart? Um, mm. Is self-interest really what he's all about? And you eventually get to see that, you know what, these are not just individuals with influence and power, but they are also humans at the end of the day. Um, mis- humans who make mistakes and say crazy things um, and make jokes about roadkill. Um, you get to see them in an um, unveiled manner, and that is absolutely brilliant. And mm. that is what exactly what we hope to do with fan as well mm, not exactly we, we could only dream i think my favorite part is where uh there was, this is just a little hiccup from from mcg where he called coalitions a collision which i think is exactly what they are but uh guys i can see Mbali is knocking on the door so we're going to let her in and bring in your reactions with Mbali. let's go ahead Yo, hi guys, welcome to your reactions. Hi, Sholen, hi, Alex, hi, Diego. Hi, and hi to you guys who give us these amazing reactions. <laughs> so, guys, for today, um, we are looking at a TikTok from you know our esteemed TikToker, Mr. Sholen Poisons, and he is talking about um most uh, skilled South Africans who are leaving the country. Not for roadkill. They're not leaving the country for roadkill. There are opportunities. All righty, guys. Let's get right into it. Let's let's watch the video. Okay, we'll watch it today. More and more South Africans are leaving the country for better opportunities and better living conditions abroad. What do you think can be done to solve our brain drain happening in this country? And let us know your thoughts in the comment section below. Cool. More and more South Africans Straight are leaving the country. Straight forward. Okay, Sholen. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, Diego, um, as Sholen asked, um, what can we do to solve this problem? Well, one of the first things and probably the most important thing that we could do is to elect a better government. A government mm-hmm. that 
understands what the role of a government is. I think part of the problem that we have currently is that we have a people who are in government but don't necessarily South Africans are leaving the country for better opportunities and better living and conditions yeah. abroad. What do you think can be done to solve our brain drain in this country yes. and let us know your well, thoughts on the other side? Well, I was saying that we, we currently have South Africans are leaving the country for better opportunities and better living conditions abroad. What, what do you think can be done to solve our brain? Can you switch it off? There we go. Okay. Yeah, I was saying that we, we currently have a government that does not that seem to understand what the fundamental duties and responsibilities of a government are, mm-hmm. uh, does not have competent people within it. And that seems to be an issue. You know, there's still a debate amongst officials within the government. Uh, for example, whether government should, should, should nationalize the land or not and stuff of that nature. A government that understood its job would understand that the fundamental job of a government is to keep people safe, ensure that their health is taken care of, ensure that the education sector is probably taken care of. Then from there, really all you need to do is to create an environment where people can freely operate, freely go into business freely, if they want to do their arts and everything of that nature, so long as they don't step on the next person's foot. So I think we need just a government that understands where the perimeters of a government uh, 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 lie and mm-hmm. one that's willing to create that kind of an environment. That In that way, the economy will start flowing, jobs will be created, investments will come into the country, then we'll get to keep our, our, our skilled people into the country. If more people are coming to the country, businesses, the economy is growing, we get to reduce our taxes as well. Part of what's mm-hmm. making people live is that Life is expensive in South Africa. Taxes are high, inflation, of course, is going up and stuff of that nature. But once you start getting the basics right, then everything starts adding together and, yeah, people won't have to leave the country. Definitely. Um, Sholen, this is going to sound weird. Sholen, your master Meltat says, this country is beyond repairs, brah. Political leadership will watch with the capital elite from abroad how the UN feeds the starving SA masses. Sholem, what do you think about this comment? Um, I, To be honest, I don't really think that South Africa is um, beyond um, repair. Yes. Um, I, I must say that um, we, are, we, we are in a really tough space right now as a country. But I do think that if some proper um, reforms or um, policies are implemented, I really think that um, this country can really be um, picked up. And I must say that um, many of our political leadership in South Africa right now are definitely looking at where are these countries, where are these individuals who are skilled, highly skilled, leaving to, where are they going to? And one of the things that we see, the majority of the people that are leaving South Africa, they are going to the United Kingdom, they are going to Australia, they're going to the United States, to New Zealand, to Germany, um, to the Netherlands, um, because not only are there opportunities that are not necessarily in South Africa, but there's also a living condition and a higher standard of living in these countries. One thing that I would think, would certainly, without a doubt, with all South Africa's problems, one thing that would certainly deter me or encourage me, sorry, to go overseas or to leave the country would be the issue of safety and security. In my community, that is something that's, that, you know, is, is, is a plague on my community. And I see that on that risk, a lot of other um, external um, things and whether it's businesses that are afraid because they might get robbed because of criminal activity, mm. 
or their goods won't will be damaged um especially in light of something that's happening like maybe tomorrow we um we are having a national strike that could potentially as and so easily turn violent and result in destruction of so many businesses um of homes of basic um public facilities stuff like that can occur and that is really a fear in a lot of people's minds where they are like we need to go to an environment where i know that i can not only you know what be safe myself but my family my um place of employment is also secure um from um criminal activities that might seek to damage it and that mm-hmm. i think is at the core like that is the most foundational thing um that each and every individual is concerned about before you yeah. even think about um you know what i must go do this for work i must um go buy food um important things um or i must go to school whatever that before you even come to that you are thinking what does my security and my safety look like um especially in South Africa that has high crime and we have an issue of gender based violence in this country um yeah, that is something that at the forefront of many people's minds so that is something out fix um immediately and ensure that safety and security is not only established but the rule of law is also advanced yeah important mm, damko sholen sholen for president definitely <laughs> 2024 or to for you man um lewis says get rid of old pensioners in the parliament let young people with new ideas and politics that are not focused on race alex get rid of the pensioners yes no maybe sometimes ah uh, get rid of pensioner ideas get rid of these ideas from the 1960s of these socialist ideas that within which these ideas are, are founded but like shalon says i don't care i honestly couldn't care where the where the who the person looks what they look like where the ideas come from honestly it really is not rocket science as shalon says people want to be safe people want to want their families to be safe people want security in their job people want public services at work it's really not rocket science but yeah we can get rid of the pensioners but if the ideas stay the same nothing's going to change so yeah definitely that is true fam um dear I, I think don't get rid of the pensioners at all get rid of whoever doesn't have fresh ideas whether one is a pensioner young female male black white whatever color bring mm. the right ideas get the job done that's what matters uh, one mm. could be I mean there's someone like Dr. Mampila Rampele she's old I don't agree with her politics here and there but mm-hmm. I think old as she is she remains brilliant in terms of coming up with solutions and everything of that nature you know I don't agree with all her solutions but she's old and useful yet I know people who are SASCO members EFF student common members DASO members uh, for example at campus level who participate in student politics their ideas are frightening if you were to put them in parliament today this country would collapse immediately so being youthful does not entail to yeah. it does not necessarily refer to you being progressive at all so it's not an age issue it's it's what you stand for the ideas you stand for and really logic at the end of the day definitely logic does count um and maybe let's go to herat herat says um people are moving because there is no equal opportunities for all races There are kids who are sitting with master's degrees but can't find a job. My kids will too. I think he's saying his kids will move as well. Deho, is this true? Does race play um, a card when it comes to people who are Absolutely. moving? Absolutely. 
Absolutely, absolutely. As a white person in South Africa, you know very well that opportunities are not widely open for you because we have race-based policies when people are being hired and stuff of that nature. So you are more likely, chances are that you are more likely to get a job outside South Africa than in South Africa. So it's it's certainly a fact. Uh, 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 Alex, Alex, if all of us who had same qualifications as Alex now applied for the same position, Mbali would, 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 would be considered first because she's black and female. Uh, mm. Sholen would be considered third. I would be considered second because I'm black. Sholen would be co considered third. Alex would be considered fourth. So really, apartheid rules are still governing South Africa as things stand. The very mm. government that was fighting against uh, 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 ra racism and racialism is the very one still implementing exactly that. And that's causing people to leave the country reasonably so. So it's, it's really something that we must fight against. We must yeah. promote a South Africa whereby opportunities are open to all. A South Africa whereby we empower people, all people, especially people who were disadvantaged in the past. You don't empower them with jobs. You empower mm -hmm. them with skills, skills, and then they get to compete with everyone else. That's, that's precisely what must happen, as opposed to this thing of cutting out people based on race, something about yeah. themselves to not change. Definitely, guys. I think we've come to the end of our show. Um, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. And yeah, do remember to keep engaging and go get yourself a cool Freedom Fanatics hoodie. Um, we'll leave the link to the shop to the shop um, in the description below. And yeah, as always, do remember that your freedom is worth fighting for.